One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get thirty, thirty. Ready to get thirty, ready to get twenty, twenty, twenty. Ready to get twenty, twenty. Ready to get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast. Code acast. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of the big show, the main show, the big marketing push of our podcast feed. It's Four Center, and we're going to be talking about Casual Solo, the marketing of Solo, a Star Wars story. Joseph Scrimshaw, Jennifer Landa are here to join me on this adventure. Ready to be casual. Just mm. real easy going. Just like, hey, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, man. Yeah. That's my Chewbacca. Oh, that's your casual Wookiee? <laughs> yeah. I really like that. It sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like the Wookiee has had some dental work and is maybe a little drugged up. <laughs> Absolutely. The three of us, we love getting together and talking with you guys about Star Wars, and we are ramping up 
for the final push of Solo. The marketing push has really <laughs> begun. The final push of Solo. That's our, uh, our, our, our novel in the, in the works there. But we're going to talk about that. We have our news. We have this and all that, plus the questions and a lot of fun with you guys. Thanks so much for your questions. I've been looking ahead. I've been cheating. Looked ahead. And there's some good questions. But before we get into it, I want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash four center over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. We will have our four center choice for you later in the show. How are you guys doing? Good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of Star Wars this weekend, so I'm good. You did? A lot yeah, of Star Wars. Yeah, a lot. I had I decided to take some time off from working, which I do all the time, and yeah. I had a Saturday free. I was like, well, I'm going to read either a Star Wars book or play a Star Wars video game. And then I was tortured on which to do. But I spent all weekend playing Battlefront 2, and it was great. Mm. Uh, yeah, so you've not... You've you've played it before. Yeah. You've seen it play. You're, but you just this is your first roll up your sleeves and get an experience with it. Well, I played all of the campaigns, right, and that's I played right. all the arcade modes. So then I played the arcade ah. modes with the new locations like Crate and Bespin, and that's yeah. great. Uh, but then I noticed the two day free trial on the online, which I haven't jumped into, and that was amazing because now it's like. Oh, this is the past decade of gaming. I get it now. And it was really, really fun. I had a great time. And it was not as uh, difficult to just function as I thought it would be. Well, I think you, yes, uh, that, that, and that's good to know because I think that you, that can, not just in Battlefront, but that can affect your enjoyment of any game where yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm yeah. dead. Because that's why I hadn't done it because it's like, I'm going to have to grind and grind and grind. And like, I still uh, suck, but uh, I can function. I can kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can do my part. I can protect others. I did a lot of protecting others. Favorite level? Favorite level? Best bin. You really like Sebespin on the arcade mode, right? And then, I don't know, I haven't played it online in a while. Yeah. It, it pops up? Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You see all those, like, pieces of art that they have in the movie, so you can, like, go and really be in the interior, but then you can go out and you can see Slave 1 and X-Wing on the mm. landing pad and all the beautiful sunsets. It's gorgeous. Love that. Yeah, Bespin. I was playing an arcade uh, two nights ago, and I was like, I want to live here. This this yeah. might be my answer forever. Of the, What planet do you want, Bespin? Yeah, no, I want to live on that <laughs> arcade level of Bespin <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. Battlefront 2. It is Classic. so beautiful. Yeah, Camino's amazing as well, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. The, oh, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a, on Camino. I just sit there and just kind of look at the clones and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and just stare. It's beautiful vistas. Oh Jennifer, have you really a chance to dive in yet to Battlefront? No, I have not. I mean, I'm now finally back in my house, and now my house husband and I can start playing again. You know, the mm. thing about the about the online mode is <laughs> you suddenly get people, I don't know about in, in Battlefront 2, but I know in Red Dead Redemption, yes. people started yelling at us. <laughs> and like, my, we would take turns playing my husband and I. So, you know, my, we would play under my handle, which is Gen Jedi. And so people would start yelling, Gen Jedi, get off the roof. <laughs> and he's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> I oh, have no gosh. means for people to talk to me. <laughs> oh. And that's what I realized of like, oh, oh yeah. I'm playing with strangers. And maybe that one person that's killed me three times is angry with me for uh-huh. some reason. Yeah. But I don't, it was blissful to be on the internet and say, <laughs> we can't give each other any feedback other than our actions in the game. <laughs> that's great. Oh, but there are those players though, that you're like, dang it, not you again. Yeah. You got no, me. I, it was fine I for that. me. I, I was just, I had a, such a great Zen attitude about like, I really thought like, this is not going to be fun. I'll be murdered immediately. Mm. <laughs> and it was fun to be able to function. And like every once in a while I'd, I'd kill a really high level person. Just, I just got lucky. By like, Yay. <laughs> but then they would come and murder me. Oh, Immediately and like fair enough, I understand. You're level fifty five and I'm level nine. I get it. I get it. 
We'll have fun. to do we'll have to do a, a four center party. So yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. We'll have to do that. Uh, we got a lot of things to dive into. Jen, you're feeling better. You're ready to go. Yes. Uh, you got some beep bop boop happy beeps. <laughs> yes. And some Star Wars news we want to talk about. Oh yes. So this first story. Oh my goodness. Talk about a dream come true. We don't call the murder bears for nothing. <laughs> Ewok hunt is a new mode in Star Wars Battlefront 2, which we were just talking about, where a squad of stormtroopers are ambushed by a tribe of Ewoks <laughs> descending from the Endor trees. So players either start as an Ewok or in a group of stormtroopers. But here's the catch. Yeah. Each stormtrooper that gets defeated spawns as another Ewok. So if the Empire's mm-hmm. forces get completely eliminated, the Ewoks win and their celebration can begin. <laughs> so I've been aware of this coming down the pipeline, right? We've all seen the commercials. Awesome. So what you're telling me is one Ewok versus, say, 10 Stormtroopers, and then by the end it might be nine Ewoks versus one Stormtrooper? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, oh. yeah, exactly. And if you're an Ewok, you can only use, you know, your spears and, and yeah. I guess you, the little wisties, the fairies. or Yeah, which is yeah. a... Ewok adventure movie. It's a deep right? cut. Yeah, that's a deep cut. Yeah, does it? Yeah, does the video game put them in canon? <laughs> uh, technically, let's do a whole episode on Wisties. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So my wow. question is, Ken, because yeah. you're the biggest, yeah. are you going to be streaming this on Twitch? Uh, I'll definitely on Wednesday. You're going to do it on Twitch, but I, I think the bigger question uh, is, especially you know, Joseph uh, knows how to kill on that game. Uh, <laughs> I know how to kill. Jennifer, are you going to dive in with us? Oh my Maybe gosh. play an Ewok hunt. Yes. Yes. It would be so great if Jennifer could, we could be the stormtroopers and Jennifer could just murder us all with the murderer. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Oh my gosh. This is, this is amazing. Yeah. The response online was really positive. Yeah. yeah. It's such a great uh, switch on the, like, I remember when the original Battlefront came out and people were really happy that you could shoot Ewoks because that was still in the generation where more people had issues with Ewoks. Right. right. And now we have come full circle. <laughs> the yes. nature of the Ewok force. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so great. It's, I like how creepy it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I mean, that commercial's terrifying. I mean, they're just, I'd be scared. It was and then if you right? see them in that light, we all know, I mean, the I Heart Murder Bears t-shirt, available on Public for oh, Full yeah. Center, um, is out there. I mean, we that's kind of the longstanding joke. Well, they're, they'd eat you. Right. They're not just cute. And t- but that was the most terrifying I've seen you watch. <laughs> I got a little scared when I watched it, and I was like, oh my gosh. It's horror films. My, my, little, my little friends, they want to come and kill me. This is frightening. Well, and the one that uh, jumps off at the end, that, oh. that has kind of a pop blue vibe to them, I would think, right? Yeah. I, I'm not as good as memorizing the fur patterns as you are. <laughs> but that, they do such a good with that. When he jumps off, oh my God. the last thing you see is his eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's right coming to eat you. Coming to eat you. You know what my, was my favorite thing about uh, Battlefront, which is yeah. just a dumb thing I wanted to mention, is you know how when you're you're playing and you die and then other other people join you or don't yes. if you respawn? Mm. Yeah. That the, uh, the clone troopers in particular have little catchphrases that they say about unity and it kept happening that I I died, and then I, I respond, and then I waited for a second to see if anybody else would respond with me, and right. nobody would. And then my clone trooper would be like, together, or <laughs> we can't do this alone, and it would be me alone. And it's just like so great. <laughs> the, my, my favorite one is, for the Republic! <laughs> so, you know, that's funny. Uh, did you just wait in the room until someone would join? And then, no, 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 no. I was just like, that's good. You go, clone, clone <laughs> together, clone. whatever your name is. Oh, that's even, amazing. Even if you're part, you're together. Yeah, Ewok. Ewok Hunt Wednesday. Mm. Wednesday. Oh, I'm going to watch that. I'm yeah, gonna no, you're going to play that. Okay, you're I'll gonna play, play it too. That. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, well, this is another exciting thing. If you're on the fence about reading Last Shot by Danielle Jose, Jose Older, this piece of news might seal the deal for you. Delray Books recently tweeted some images and descriptions of the new cast of characters from the book. So we all know Han Solo and Lando Calrissian, but joining the crew is Kasha, a beautiful blue-skinned Twi'lek woman that brings a deft trigger finger and a dose of tactical genius. There's an Ugnaught mechanic named Florks Biggles. He's going to be a databank brawl candidate oh, yes. for oh, sure. Uh, if they ever add oh, book characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Wait a minute. You're right. Uh, who loves droids and hates people. Uh, <laughs> Taka Jamarisa is a hotshot pilot, aspiring scoundrel, and has great taste in music. And may I introduce Pikpa. She is an Ewok hacker tech genius, and the only creature in the galaxy who loves Chewbacca more than Maz. Oh, oh. my gosh. Now, Joseph, you I saw in a tweet that yes. you were reading this book. Yes. How is it? It is amazing. Yeah? Like, I, I, I can't overhype it. It's just incredibly well-written. Just the prose, it flows. I don't want to give away any spoilers, but it's just right away juicy content. You know, like a lot of the Star Wars books that come out, sometimes like Phasma, I end up loving it. But those first chapters, like, oh, let me meet some new characters. Right. This starts with the characters you know and you love and exploring them in mm. exciting moments. Mm. And it's just written really, uh, you know, I talk about Star Wars liking that, that kind of old serial vibe of from one thing to the other. The, yeah. the chapters are short and punchy, so you feel like you're getting so much content so fast. And it's just amazingly well written. I'm it- loving it. How, uh-huh. how is it in terms of like this, the framing of the story? Because we know it spans three time periods, right? But is a bulk of main bulk of the story after, uh, what is it, after Return of the Jedi? Uh, right now it's jumping back and forth quite a lot. Mm. And mm-hmm. I thought that would be the thing too of like, oh, well, here's the first 80 pages or this time frame. But right now it's jumping back and forth. It starts with oh. a prelude. Uh, and then it gets right into some juicy, juicy content that is after Return of the Jedi. Before the Force Awakens, some juicy stuff, Ooh. juicy, juicy uh, uh, canon stuff. Okay, so I'm, I'm. It's on my list to read. I am currently reading that wider book right now, just to, to get away from some Star Wars. From <laughs> halfway through the gunfight, the real gunfight of the OK Corral. Wow. This Ewok character, do uh-huh. we know? There's, I have, I have one, but um, actually moment. Oh, and maybe. Is is this? Is that? Have you have you met you have you met the Ewok? I have yet? not met the Ewok okay. yet. Okay. Well, I wonder if the character comes after Jedi. That, yes. Yes. It does. That answers that question. Okay. I, yeah. I, no, I'm um, actually for me. I think it is the ongoing Star Wars canon that yes. after Endor, the whole rebellion was basically like, we're going to put you in as a therapy Ewok. You're right. going to be our one weird tech Ewok. I okay. see. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd miss it when I first heard the story. I thought this was like, Back before Solo, a Star Wars story. It was like, there's yeah. no way I could accept Solo meeting an Ewok before Endor. But right. okay. No. And I haven't right. got to it yet, but it was one of those, like, I, I have to go to sleep, and I only got like uh, yeah, three true. hours of sleep because I couldn't <laughs> Worth it. stop oh reading this book. Okay. It's the, the other great thing about it is a lot of the writers have done a great job of like playing with uh, yeah. Star Wars, like Therapy Ewok, and it's funny. Sure. So far, uh, this author is really diving down, drilling down onto some of the, the Star Wars things that we like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like jokey. Mm. It just mm. feels like, you know, I'm not even giving any of it away. It's just <laughs> really taking things that we love and can kind of be a joke in the community and kind of giving them their due. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Okay. I'm so, I'm now even, I mean, I was going to read it anyways, yeah. but now I'm really... Get on that. And it's this is so his good. first go around with the Star Wars 
book, right? Daniel Jose Older? I believe mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the team, man. Sounds oh, like I a know. great debut. Yeah. I can't wait. We'll break it down further, I'm sure. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, well, let's see if I can pronounce this. I wrote this down. Bonjour, c'est <laughs> <laughs> That's French for hello, scoundrel, according to Google Translate. <laughs> if you don't think if you don't think Jennifer Landa is a national Star Wars treasure, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Do we trust Google Translate? Do you just say it like goodbye scallions or well, something weird? No, I, I just Googled what scoundrel is in French. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I know bonjour. Bonjour is correct. Yeah. Comment ça va, salera? Um, which is perhaps what the French might be saying when Solo, a Star Wars story, premieres at the Cannes Film Festival. Now I gotta say Cannes. Um, yeah. This is the third <laughs> Star Wars film to screen at the festival. The first was Attack of the Clones in 2002, and the second was Revenge of the Sith in 2005. So Solo will be unveiled on the screen uh, of the Grand Theater Lumiere on May 15th, 10 days before the film makes its global premiere on May 25th. This is a Pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a, a vote of confidence and and spoiler country, <laughs> right? I mean, if there are people there at Cannes who care, no, I mean, obviously, I know it's just right. I know that they do they do big blockbuster movies yeah. all the time. That's just mm-hmm. a part of it now. It's not it's not the way we think of Cannes, right? But right. it's how they do it, yeah. right? I I yeah. feel like they seem pretty confident. Like, you know, this whole talk, oh, this shaky production and drama, drama. I'm like, they're they're laying out their cards, so to speak. Yeah. I feel like they're, they believe that this is going to be well-received. Mm. What do you think? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I take that as, as, yes, we got a good film here, but then, you know, uh, prequelists as we are, Attack of the Clones is my least favorite movie, so they're mm. pretty confident back then, too. <laughs> I don't know how much of that, that means... Plus or, or positive, or plus or negative, you know, positive mm-hmm. or negative. I don't know, but I, I think just that that means that they're like we got we got ourselves a good picture that people can have fun. Yeah, let's put it in front of a tough crowd. Yeah, right. And they I wonder how boo. much. Yeah, I wonder how much. Uh, yeah, they might actually boo, which yeah. is a, yep. yeah, a standard, uh, not a standard response, but you know, <laughs> but it's something that's actually done. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I wonder if, I don't know the whole culture of Cannes super well, but I wonder if also that Ron Howard actually does have a little bit more cachet because he is a storied director with a career of films, and I wonder if there is, if some people are approaching it as like, is this a Ron Howard film? Uh, Right, Mm. which would be interesting. Yeah. Rogue One was a Tony Tony Gilroy fan uh, <laughs> uh, film, according to Tony Gilroy. Right, yeah. I can't wait to uh, see the photo call because everyone that when they go to Cannes, they look just so like European chic. Right, and I just can't wait to see Donald Glover, Alden Ehrenreich, and Amelia Clark and uh, Junus. I forget his last name. Suetamo. Che- yeah. Yes, thank you, Chewy. Uh, <laughs> at the photo call, <laughs> looking just so dapper and chic. And then That's Ron Howard be- with his hat. Yeah, exactly. His baseball hat. Um, <laughs> His chic French baseball hat, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see if any leaks or any sort of reactions come out of that. Yeah, I mean, I think we got to stand by to stand by around that time. Again, yeah. uh, you, you make the joke, uh, but you, you, you don't, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, they could be like, <laughs> I don't care, and tweet out <laughs> some things. And not that everyone who goes to con is some weird French character from a bad comedy. Um, but yeah, it's it puts us on alert then. Watch, mm-hmm. that, watch that social media. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when the actual uh, premiere, if they're going to have that in Los Angeles, you know, when I, that's going to be happening. It hasn't been announced, has it? No, uh, not what I know of. Yeah. yeah I, have, I, have, uh, I haven't heard anything uh, about that either. I would, I would assume so. Yeah. 
would assume so, but I don't know. Well, yeah, see. part of what we're going to discuss today. That's mm-hmm. right. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. So as we prepare for Wookiee Weekend mm-hmm. on April 20th, StarWars.com has revealed all the solo products that will be hitting stores soon. So some of the products include Funko Dorbs, which are adorable <laughs> vinyl figures, which mm-hmm. I learned, uh, Star Wars Monopoly Han Solo Edition, uh, let's see what else do they have. They have the new Han Solo inspired bedding at Pottery Barn Kids. <laughs> Very cool. Why do they have to add the kids part to that? Oh, I know, right? It's, it looks so good. Uh, a Lego version of Han Solo's Land Speeder, and of course, all the action figures that we know and love, and a lot, lot more. So, of those new products, is there anything that's a must have item for you guys? <laughs> Uh, a couple things jumped out at me. Yeah. Uh, my favorite, again, for comedy reasons, is in that big list that's on the, the Star Wars website, yeah. is that the director's chair. Oh, yes. That yes. you can buy. It's like, they're really not shying away from the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> so not only right. are we going to zero in on, oh, directors and solo Star Wars story, but it's one chair. As <laughs> if to say, this, this could have been a two-set thing that you had to buy two because there were two directors. But no, things went a different way. Oh, my god! Now you can buy that one director's chair. The Lando tabletop collection. Oh, yeah, I didn't even mention that. That is what I want more of in my life. Right. Ken, at the risk of sounding like Jay Leno, did you see this? Did you see the Lando tabletop collection? <laughs> so go, cool. Go into, uh, go into more of it. Though. Yeah, you gotta scroll down. So here's the thing is, uh, you just made the joke about Pottery Barn for kids. You're right. Obviously, all things Star Wars are for both kids and adults. Mm-hmm. Right. This Lando tabletop collection is much more for adults because it's just sleek. It's got Orabesh. And it's got like a little outline okay. of the, the Falcon as Lando owned it. I'm looking at it but now. But it's just very sleek and adult. And it's I love all of my bright, weird, I love my toys. Mm-hmm. But I also want more products like this that you can feel like I'm still showing my interest in this. I'm still getting my micro joy from looking at this object in my home. But it's a little quieter. It's a little bit more elegant. And this is this is what I want out of my Star Wars as an adult fan. And I, I have so many ideas, Star Wars. Contact me. <laughs> because what I love is that if from afar, it just looks like beautiful dishware and uh-huh. glasses. Very classy with like this gold kind of etching or something. And then you look up close and you see this beautiful Star Wars detail. That to me is what it means to be a, a Star Wars fan as an adult. is having those two levels. Yeah. And you know, it also looks like glassware that you would just see in the movie. Yes. Yeah. So then you also yeah. get a little bit of that immersion uh, of like, I'm using objects like they would. Yeah, it, oh, I love it. It's so uh, beautiful. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at it now here, uh, and uh, that uh, clearing space now. I don't, have, <laughs> I don't have a dining room table because I have a podcast studio, but... Uh, <laughs> Soon there'll be a Lando coffee table. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And the sh- oh, calf table, excuse me. A, t- a hot yeah. chocolate table, maybe, from Lando. Yeah. <laughs> Those are beautiful. But there's just a lot of great things. And what's interesting, too, is about this latest marketing push, like with the clothing and the dishware and things like that. There is kind of a 70s vibe to it, a yeah. retro vibe that they have yeah, yeah. infused into it. Interesting I think choice. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. One other thing that jumped out at me uh, is the Choose Your Destiny Young Reader Han Solo book. Mm. Oh. It is written by Kevin Scott, which is a gentleman I met at the Doctor Who convention, Gallifrey One. Mm. Uh, but then I realized he is the one in the From a Certain Point of View book wrote the Obi-Wan story. Yeah. Which to okay. me was a highlight. Big hit. Uh, so I just wanted to call that out because, again, sometimes these, the young reader books are just for young readers and sometimes there's some juicy stuff there. Yeah. 
So it's obviously a choose your own adventure kind of thing. But if you like that Obi-Wan story as much as I did, maybe check out Choose Your Destiny. Yeah. Hmm. Turn to page 89, and then you keep your thumb on the previous page. (laughs) If you like your adventure. Oh, my gosh. That's it for the news for the moment. We're going to be diving into. For the moment. A lot of stuff in there as we uh, push towards Solo and get ready to kill stormtroopers with Ewoks there. Hey, uh, for you listeners, I want to remind you, uh, listeners of the Four Center Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. We are recommending, Joseph, this book. Thrawn. Mm. Partially because the next book, the Thrawn Alliance's book, is coming out, and uh, I think the Thrawn book would be super fun to listen to in particular, because, mm. you know, some good banter back and forth there with Eli and... A lot of his uh, machinations would be hear- fun to hear, read aloud. Read aloud, indeed. I wonder if the voice is similar to Lars Mikkelsen's, or if it's a new creation. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's not like a high, screechy voice, you know, like they normally do for audiobooks. I'm Thrawn! <laughs> Thrawn's got a good plan! Thrawn's got it all figured out! Grabala the Hutt. Yeah. yeah, not Dana Snyder. <laughs> He's awesome. So uh, that is uh, Thrawn, our recommendation for this week. And to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash four center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash four center for your free audio book. Let's move into casual solo. I don't know, Chewy, market casual, but don't look like you're marketing casual. So, guys, we are here. Uh, about a month away, mm-hmm. if you're not counting the, the Con Film Festival, we're, we're there. We are in solo territory. And without a doubt, there has been uh, the foot not on the gas pedal, so, to seem, uh, so it seems, with marketing. Now, we got Wookiee Weekend coming up. But this past weekend, right? Yeah. Well, can yeah. we talk? I don't know if we have Wookiee Weekend coming up. Do- it's not official. It's not official. It was a rumor, as far as I can tell. Uh-huh. Jennifer, yeah. tell me yeah. if you research it more. As far as I could tell... It was a rumor in February? It was a rumor in February. It's kind of picked up steam amongst fans and fan sites, but an actual Lucasfilm story group Mm. member was like, oh, yeah, I don't think that that's an official official thing official it hasn't thing. been announced so this is a fan's take a, it fa- on. a yeah. fan's take on it and, and and that adds to the wrinkle of what we're talking about today and this past weekend at the time of our recording you know we had heard the on the 13th there was going to be a lot of stuff mm-hmm. i went to two targets you know what i found one kira of the like 12 inch kind of weird looks oh, like almost like, like a chocolate candy yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? No. Yeah, unwrap uh, Amelia yeah. Clark's foot and just one bite. And I was at... Save the rest for Easter, uh, yeah. Where was I? Oh, was I, I was at my hometown Walmart oh. visiting my folks uh, two weeks ago. And remember, I, I sent you that picture, Joseph, of the worst emperor figure ever. Oh, yeah. Ever, which I is want it. These tiny little chase toys. They're little vehicles, and you like... And, and there's the Emperor Palpatine one in a, t- in, a, in, a, in a shuttle, but there was a Solo one in his little speeder, and I think it just got accidentally put on the shelf. Yeah. Oh. Um, and other than that, that's all I've seen. That's all I've seen with the toys. But we cannot deny, Joseph and Jennifer, that this movie has followed a little bit of a different path than the free, pre, three previous films. Pre-threevious films? It sounds like a droid. <laughs> Pre-threevious sounds like a droid. <laughs> so we don't have the bigger trailer event. We have them released on the weekend. Even this TV spot released this past weekend slips in on a Sunday, almost unannounced. The Big Force Friday, Wookiee Weekend, if that's official, unofficial, we'll find out. We don't have... The the ticket release hoopla yet. Some of the stuff still may be coming, but it's followed a different path. Uh, do we know, feel, what do we think about the reasons for this, Joseph? Mm. I think that it is very uh, much uh, on purpose to not make it 
in a vent because I, I think of saturation concerns. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything about, oh, this movie's bad, so let's just quietly put it out. I don't think it mm-hmm. has anything to do with that. I think it's a realization that with the how close it was to Last Jedi, yeah. that we they want there to be not medium sized, but they want them to be a casual. That's why we came up with this title. <laughs> ca- uh, ca- here, just like we said uh, before, it's a cocktail. Yeah, Force Awakens had to be a huge deal because it was the return. Rogue One was an anomaly, the first of yeah, a Star no, Wars yeah. story, and and in that same December spot that had killed before, Last Jedi is continuing the story. And then I think there's that how to handle the fact that Last Jedi and Solo are butting up against each other, and then also the desire to just be like, it can just be another summer movie, mm. and we don't have to do all the things all the time, which I think is smart overall, but yeah. then there's questions about how it works for fans. Yeah. I think that's a smart approach for the whole world, because I think if you try to ram it down, uh, yeah. Grandpa Bill, yeah. who's, who just goes to the movies, his throat of like... Remember when you were super excited because the whole world cared about The Last Jedi three months ago? Well, now get it. And that's going to get on the nerves of right. casual fans. Yeah. So I think it's great for casual fans, but for hardcore fans who want to line up outside, not Toys R Us, sadly, uh, Target <laughs> or whatever on Wookiee right. Midnight, Yeah, I think it's a little awkward. It's definitely... It- feels different, Jen. Now, Joseph's bringing a good spin, a positive spin. Don't worry about the movie. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a good movie. That's not why they did this. Now, again, we're not in those meetings, but I, I think that's a very mature mature t- <laughs> take on it, that it isn't a, oh gosh, but it, it also, it's definitely less, right, Jen? It is definitely less, but we have to remember, like you're saying, with, with The Last Jedi, just having been here, and now the digital release, and the Blu-ray, and all that stuff, well, now we're going to be going into Star Wars Night at Disneyland, we're going to be going into May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Mm. That will be a huge event. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be going into Solo. It's like, I feel like Star Wars is trying to say, let's, let's just pace ourselves. You know, we're not going <laughs> to not gonna stuff you with Star Wars because Star Wars is everywhere now. Right. So yeah, like looking at this batch of Solo products, it's like, oh, there's some cool things, but we already have a lot of Star Wars. I can go to Pottery Barn Kids. I got a pencil case from there, you know, yeah. with Ray on it. Like there's mm. already a bunch of Star Wars merch out there. Right. So... I feel like they don't have to do that major push. They're going to give us a little break. I feel like they're ramping up for the next round for episode nine. Right. The Disney streaming service, Star Wars land. Like, it's like, like even it's a break before the huge momentum. Right. There seems to be a pacing. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a pacing. You know, Denny's started their thing, as we talked oh, about. Yeah. And Joseph and I were lucky enough to go to that event. Yeah. Um, but I know that Disney pushed some of the Denny stuff with some of the other uh, channels and, 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 and influencers and everything past May 4th because they're like, let's get it closer to the movie. So there yeah. might be just a, a pacing, which yeah. is not bad. And Denny's, I think we forgot to mention on our, uh, our coverage of that, it's going to wrap in like July, they told us. Yes. Oh. So I think that was an insight into, uh, I think for all movies, the truth that blockbuster season is now year round Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and disney poor disney break out your tiny violins (laughs) they have too many blockbusters in a row you know it used to be even 10 years ago you would maybe even five years ago you would hope for your blockbuster that would destroy all weekend and you can extend the promotion you can extend 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 and now they're looking at how can we make as much money from avengers infinity war as possible and then wrap it up real quick. Yeah. So it's not in the way of Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure that's not in the way of this and that. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we got, uh, what, The Lion King? Is that December? Oh, my gosh, is it? 
Is it? Or did it already come out? (laughs) No, No, Jungle Book came out. I'm so bad with my Disney live actions. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, we got a lot of that there. However, you know, we've gotten already some of the big things, uh, the TV spots, the trailer. And it was done with a little fanfare, but definitely, Jennifer, not the same, say, the first Force Awakens trailer. Oh, no. The first tease, the first full trailer. No. Is there anything you feel that you're missing as a fan in this, what we're calling a muted but present push for Solo? I'm actually quite okay with it. I liked that it just kind of dropped yesterday, this new 45-second spot. Yeah. And then the only way I really saw it was I think Ron Howard was like sharing people's reactions. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess there's a new trailer. Um, so that that was, I like that. I don't need everything to be a super event where I'm getting like FOMO if I'm not like dissecting every moment. It's like I want to yeah. be able to enjoy it when I can enjoy it. And I really loved that 45 second spot. Um, yeah. But I'm okay with them not giving us too much right. because then we start to piece things together. I know that there's already, you guys were talking about before we started yeah. recording, there's already stuff starting to trickle out. But you, but you got to work a little bit harder than previous because mm-hmm. exactly. it's not as covered. But yes. Yeah. This would be a good time to talk about that TV spot. And, and related to this question, you know, that we have this change in, in the marketing push. It's definitely, it's definitely present. It's definitely there. To the casual viewer, they've probably seen a lot of this stuff on the bus benches or whatever. But to, to us, we know that there isn't this giant event, ours, our, not this list of, on this day, this is coming out. We know the books, the toys are coming there. But Joseph, this trailer drops yesterday. 45-second-ish TV spot. Yeah. And it's so far, for me, is my favorite of the solo trailers. Yeah. And where'd you come down on that? Oh, I loved it. I loved it because it continues. Continues to just be those little flavor moments, mostly between Han and Chewie. Oh yeah, mostly showing the movie a little bit more as like a buddy picture and showing moments of Chewie having kind of even more flair and character than he's had in the movies for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. he had some great moments in Last Jedi with his, yeah. his beautiful, uh, you know, Academy Award winning. It should be pork scene, pork scene. But <laughs> like, just like that should be the heart of it. You know that relationship between Han and Chewie. So I really like that they're promoting that. Eve. So even that's kind of a little bit of a different take on the marketing of Solo. This yeah. is Han Solo. And we saw early on Lando was the star for good mm-hmm. reason. That scarf, Donald Glover's presence. <laughs> and now in the last two, the full trailer, and now this 45-second spot, Jen, like just, just, just said, the best moments are, are Chewie. And now you're starting to hear this narrative of, while well, Disney's leaning on Chewie and Lando as over Han, I've mm. seen that conversation pop up. I understand it. I'm not here to, to dispute that or argue that, but... After watching this trailer, do you think this has now become more of a, like, hey, let's focus on the team? I think that it is showing that it is more of an ensemble piece in some sense, even though it is called Solo. What I loved about this was seeing the relationship between Han and Chewie really kind of showed me that Alden Ehrenreich, I think he's going to be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. This was, in my opinion, his some of his best performances that I've seen on screen. This, yes. to me, was the most Han Solo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if this is what we're in for... Oh man, we have nothing to worry about because yeah. because this is kind of funny to say, but Alden Ehrenreich has such great chemistry with Chewie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they have such a fun like mm-hmm. you just you just feel that that energy that between two buddies, and that's what we've been wanting from a solo film. I absolutely agree. I, the, the, the moments there, the moment at the card table. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh, I love that. It's cut really well. We'll see how it plays if, if the humor plays as much uh, for me if it hits as much for me in, in the big pictures uh, there's it stretched out but that scene that cut Joseph is yeah. 
really funny. And then that moment, like him kind of chastising Chewie or like, you know, you always see have a bad feeling about things basically yeah. is, you know, is a great moment. You combine that with the uh, previous moment about Han being surprised about how old Chewie is. Yeah. And I think what it is, is, is Chewie has a character perspective that's starting to emerge mm-hmm. of if this is young Han, who's just getting his foot out into the world and he's got this old, wise look. He's like, all right, it'll be your... Really? Really, dude? Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. I got a life debt, so... Yeah. And I like you, but damn, dude. And I really think it connects to what we saw in Force Awakens, Han and Chewie moments mm. of, you know, yeah. like, uh, what's the second time? Or even, <laughs> even you know, Solo's, uh, you're a war hero, and Chewie's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's connective here. They really seem to be nailing yeah. those moments, Jennifer. I'm so excited. I, you know, it's, yeah, we can talk about the specific moments that we'd wanted to see, but for me, just seeing their relationship where it all began is mm-hmm. really going to be very exciting. And so this drops on a Sunday. I think I was streaming baseball games or something and I mm-hmm. uh, have to watch it on my phone first. Uh, you know, which is so weird. I, I, it's a TV spot I've yet to see on TV, uh, which is where we are now. Again, this we call it this muted, it's very present, Joseph, but this muted campaign that they've kind of been running, does it work to the film's advantage at all in the sense of they're holding stuff back and to your point earlier about trying to manage and pace Star Wars in your face. Yeah, I think so. I think it's working. Well, I mean, the big question is, how is it going to work for the general audience? I feel like it's getting a great reaction from Star Wars fans overall. Everybody's always going to have disagreements. Mm. But the fact that everybody is gravitating toward moments of fun, it seems yeah. like if they were trying to sell it is an event movie of like the Star Wars film, it's 40 years in the making. How did Han Solo begin? Like, if they're trying to sell it as this big event, not only in how they're marketing it uh, in terms of release times, but in tone, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be getting as good a response. But we're excited about Therm Scissor Punch. It's like, oh, did you make a really dumb cup at Denny's that has a stupid <laughs> lid? And I mean that as high praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a sense. And in those those crackling moments of chemistry and Lando's loud shirt, like yeah. everything about it so far is concentrating on the fun. And I think that you get that from casual. Yeah. Not from, you know, Infinity War is we have been building to this for 10 years. Excellent. People you love are going to die. And this is like Han and Chu are going to have some laughs. Excellent example. And it, it has to be different, Jennifer, because going back to Force Awakens, this is the first time we saw it. This is big. You said it so well with Rogue One, Joseph. This is what is this? Yeah. What are we going to get? An, an anthology film? A standalone film? And of course, The Last Jedi comes out and it's epic. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at every frame. And I didn't realize I was doing this, but I was asked last week, like, oh, what did you think about that thing there in the, sh- in the trailer? And I was like, I don't. I've just watched it like three times. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't go frame by frame. Right. So Jennifer, it's it. definitely different. Could could that work to an advantage? We're not going in with frame by frame in our brain. Yes, and I I think that I think that they're kind of learning from these experiences, you know. And I think that they they understand that this is more of a lighthearted, fun movie. The marketing can be more lighthearted and fun. You can have pop rocks on a pancake, <laughs> you know. Like this, this can just be a silly, good popcorn film, and still have those those you know great character developments and maybe answer some canon questions and, right. and whatnot but it's not going to be the same as who is snoke who's our who are raised yeah. parents they're not, it's not they're not trying to go down that road right now and i think it's going to work to their advantage because i think a lot of people are underestimating it yeah and i think that people are going to love this film and they're going to come out of it and they're going to say this is so much fun this is a star wars 
film that we've been waiting for. Right. And people are going to go see it yeah, over Joseph, and over again. Your Dryden Voss theory sucks, right? We're not seeing that. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not no. seeing that. I've only we seen one Dryden it. Voss theory, and that was just somebody saying, could they be related to Quinlan Voss? They've <laughs> got different spellings, so probably not. But uh, yeah, and that was just like a real fun, like actually casual fan right. friend of mine. We're like, hey, any, like yeah. Star Wars question on Facebook. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, uh, I think going to work to the advantage in the sense of we're all going in with measured expectations, mm-hmm. and that maybe this movie. Now I don't think I don't think anyone sat around in a boardroom is like let's measure everyone's expectations. <laughs> right. I think it's just working out that way, and part of it is compared to what we've co- become used to with film marketing in the last I don't know decade, but I think even in the last five years, I tell the story of of remembering seeing. When, you know, you could look at when Meet Joe Black came out and everyone ran to buy a ticket and see the trailer of Phantom Menace. But I, I remember seeing Phantom Menace, the trailer for the first time, January, February for a May movie and not questioning it. And now we had this whole time period of, are they holding back the solo trailer? They're holding it back. The movie sucks. So have we just become too used to this big time Avengers level marketing? I think so. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's almost a risk that, you know, people are going to see Avengers a lot and they're going to see the solo trailer every time. And I think there might be a like, (laughs) all right, already. Can we just see the damn movie? Like that will be, actually, I think that will be a really great way to uh, measure excitement. Yeah. Because when you go to those big premiere events, uh, like opening night, preview nights for Avengers Infinity War, see if the, if the audience applauds vociferously for the solo trailer, that will be a good sign that it's doing well. Mm. If it gets some like, noises, which people do make their noise. That wasn't a chewy noise. That that was a judgmental person noise. Yeah. Uh, That I think will be a good, like just test marketing. (gasps) Good point. It it really will. It really will. I saw it once in the theater, Black Panther. I finally saw Black Panther and Solo Trailer came up and it was a, you kind of got a sense people were like, yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was like, yeah, so, well, I, but I think the real test is when the Avengers comes out. And yes. A month away from People are in the packed theater. Yeah. 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 I want to hear, now I want to know what's going to happen. It's like the focus group, you know? <laughs> because, yeah, those audiences are, are tough and you're eating your popcorn and you're getting your seat situated. And it's like, if that captures your attention yeah. and you're excited about it, that's a good read. Yeah. Um, I do think that we've become too used to how modern films but i i think what's going to happen is they are going to hammer us with these trailers and with the toys and everything uh, probably starting like may 3rd may 4th star wars day i I, in terms of the nfl once you get in that red zone inside 20 yards you're going to score a touchdown you're going to (laughs) start you're going to start driving you're going to start pushing to score there and and this is where i go back to where i think it could be an advantage because we always talk about sometimes i particularly get a little grumpy about another trailer don't don't show me more. And I think those are justifiable feelings. Mm-hmm. I think we don't want too much. So we might not be getting as much. I think we'll start getting more 15-second yeah. spots. So uh, I don't know why then I would sometimes worry or complain that there isn't more solo stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like right. it's a weird check. And that's where I think we've just become so used to every second of every day, some new Force Awakens, something's going to come out. Now, yeah. we're, now we're a couple years past that and in a different era. Yeah. So... The this has created a weird reaction because the the what we're calling the muted toy release or the muted merchandise. You've run through a list of awesome ones. Joseph's going to be buying himself some fine china soon. That's right, <laughs> some Lando china. We got all that, but it it seems to it's 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 been met met, met with mixed reactions. I myself ran to two targets yesterday or Saturday when I was uh, just like yeah, let me go see if I can pick something up and to, to see nothing. 
My shoulders slumped, Joseph. Yeah. Let me put on my critical hat. Uh, Do it. I love the fact that they're not, with all the trailers, that they're not trying to sell us as, this is as big of an event as Last Jedi. It's great. Matches the movie, all that. But I feel like the toys, they got to go out on the shelves, and it feels like all the fans wanted it to be this communal experience. So, like, Mm -hmm. give us Wookiee Weekend. You don't have to make a big thing out of it, but why wouldn't Lucasfilm? I think this is a learning opportunity. Mm. Even if if our blessed Obi-Wan Kenobi movie that we want comes out, Mm -hmm. and I want them to do, you know, Ben Doorbuster Weekend. (laughs) And just do it for the fans, because I think right. this is a, a point where we the really hardcore fans want to build that community. So like, we'll do all the work. Just give us the ball. Yeah. You don't have to do a marketing thing. You don't have to convince casual fans it's a big deal. But let us be excited to be lined up. And yes, Target, Walmart, you have to have yeah. the stores out this time, because the fans are coming, and they're going to take a bunch of pictures, and they're going to share. That would be great to me. Mm, that's a good point. And, and letting Wookiee Weekend float is like... Is it a rumor? Did someone at Lucasfilm float it? Did a fan make it up? Are the fans going to take the banner and go, we don't care, <laughs> Lucasfilm, Friday, gonna, April 20th is Wookiee Weekend. We're going to make right. our own yeah. for the Republic. <laughs> yeah, right. So we'll be on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Has this dampened your excitement, Jennifer? It was a little weird. My daughter and I went to Target, and I was going to show her something Solo-esque, and there was... Nothing. I mean, it would, the, the shelves were actually very bare, with the exception mm-hmm. of those candy-sized figures yeah. <laughs> that they were talking about. Um, but I know that Dan Dan from uh, Coffee with Kenobi, he actually called Target and was mm-hmm. like, hey, are you opening uh, midnight? And they're like, nope. So th- this is a great point that you make, Joseph, is that it's great publicity for Target and these and Walmart and whatnot to have this social media presence, to have you know the fans sharing their their experience with each other and all the figures that they're getting. But you do have to wonder, like, is it just too expensive to do that for such a I don't want to say small group of people, mm-hmm. but it is Solo is not going to be as big as right. the Last Jedi or the Force Awakens. So are they doing it because it's like it's not? It's just not going to be as lucrative. I, yeah, maybe, maybe the yeah. machinery just isn't in place uh, for for Lucasfilm to just say it's not a full campaign. Right. We're not printing a bunch of special in store signage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, retailers, it has to be. You'd have to open at midnight. It just has to be on the shelves specifically Friday, April thirteenth. Because right. just on the website, we're calling it Wookie Weekend. So uh, maybe there's just not a machinery in place to do that sort of halfway, mm. and yeah. they can only do full out. Or nothing. Right. I don't know. So yeah. maybe this Friday is when we'll see maybe all the figures hit the shelves. Day after my birthday, I'll rush out and buy myself some toys. Oh. It'll be good there. Uh, the, and with the toys itself, there's been, you know, Mike Black, we br- bring Mike Black on a lot. He's our toy expert. He knows a lot <laughs> about the, the makings of, of the business of figures. You do too, Joseph, as well, just collecting uh, over the years. Uh, the we know following Force Awakens, there was a bit of a, bun, a bungle in a lot of people's eyes, the Where's Ray campaign. Um, there's also argument could be made that they just wanted to, they didn't know what they had yet or, or, and then yeah. Rogue One comes out and I thought they were like, here's Jin, here's Cassian. I can still find them on my shelves at, at my stores. Constable Zuvio is, uh, jokes aside, they seem to do this weird kind of course correction. Cause last Jedi, I'm finding a lot of sh- toys and we hear the sales are down and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes there's numbers you can't deny, but you look at the toys that are still hanging on the shelves. Uh, it, it reminds me of sad Lobots. You oh know? yeah. Um, yeah. Is there a course correction, Joseph? Do you think they're doing that with Solo where they're like, we've got like six figures coming out? <laughs> yeah, I think that they are wrestling with that main three and three quarter lines of who is it for that it is, 
it is for kids, but it has also been for collectors. Uh, they got the vintage series coming back really soon, and that's going to have yeah. Snoke, and that is more clearly for collectors. Uh, I think they course corrected really well in Last Jedi by having the main characters, so many more of the main characters. Right. Mm. And because the way they sell figures, you get your box with whatever you get uh, Luke and Ray, and then there's a uh, Hux. And then right. that, that lonely Hux, sorry, sorry, my, my likeness, General Hux, there's, there's a lot of, uh, of old Hux on the shelf. Hux is the yeah. sad Lando of Last Jedi. That's just the box way that action figures are sold. Right. But I think it was smarter to put out all the main characters. Yeah. Now, it is sad that mm. that means for The Last Jedi, we're never going to get in The Last Jedi packaging those side characters. Mm. Yes, yes. But I think they're going to start coming out on the vintage Figures mm. line because I think that is more for collectors. Right. Solo, mm, I that's yeah. Solo, I did a bunch of research this morning and it is for the three and three quarters line an effing mess. Mm. So I don't know how to feel about this yet. What 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 particularly do you mean about the mess? Okay, there? here's the big one. To my research, and I might have failed. <laughs> to my research, you cannot in this first wave of solo action figures buy a single card Han Solo action figure. What? Where's hashtag where's solo? solo. No. No, you can get you can get him in his land speeder, but he's got right. that white jacket on. You can get him in the Millennium mm. Falcon, but I believe he doesn't even have a jacket on mm. in the Millennium Falcon. I think there's maybe one other place you can get him. Lando is only available in a two pack in this first wave. And again, the second wave might be you can get them. Right. Uh and this is the only things that I saw on the shelf. I went to one target this weekend and in the new packaging it's got the Force Link 2.0 technology. Mm. They're reissuing Luke and they're doing a K2SO, mm. which is great, but mm. all the actual solo characters were gone. Okay. But like that's nuts to me that you can't buy a single card Han and Lando. You can get Chewie, you can get Kira, you can get a couple cool cool troopers in that yeah. first wave. But that just really begs a question or, uh, of, of who is this for? Yeah. Who is the three and three quarter line for at this point? Because it's for kids. Give them the main characters. Yeah. Hmm. That, 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 that's, that's good research there indeed there because that's, that seems just wrong. Yeah. It seems so wrong. Weird. And who is it for is, is a valid question because now we've had 40 plus years of first getting them as a kid to now as an adult, you're going to yeah, adult collectors. You, no jokes needed. Don't make jokes. It's a business. It's a fun. It's yeah. a passion. Uh, you shouldn't apologize for racing out and wanting to buy these toys. But is it just for us? And do they even make some of this stuff for, for kids? Is it the Forces of Destiny figures, Jennifer, or the plush porgs that they're like, that's for the younger set. And we know the, the older set's going to go for the figures. It's, it's a different time. It is a different time. And I know from when I go to Target, the people that I see going to those three and three quarter action figures are people my age. They're adults. Right. <laughs> and the kids are going for the Force Links and they're going to the, you know, the big BB-8 and they're mm-hmm. going to all the other little things and the sets. They're, they are yeah. more interested in sets and creating the, these environments. Um, so it is interesting. I don't know. My daughter's not into, I mean, she plays with some of my action figures, but she definitely is leaning more towards the more like interactive, like that yeah. Chewy doll that they're coming out with. Right. That's going to oh, yeah. be roaring and, and interacting with you. That is going to go fast. Right. Now, does your daughter get in trouble for playing with your three and quarter, three quarter figures? I or? gave up. <laughs> yeah. I gave up. <laughs> don't take him out of the box. Uh, yeah. Late. I hope they continue that line because I think it's just, yep. I, I like the vintage. I'm going to get the vintage. Those are still yeah. three and three quarter. I like the black series, but just that sort of, uh, there's a part of me that I don't want that tradition of the yeah. just straightforward kind of vanilla three and three quarter 
figures to go away. Mm. Yeah, well, and, and I know that's the focus of your collecting, and when you go over to the Scrimshaw Studios, you have them on display, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, I always find myself just kind of looking through them, maybe even more than my own Black Series figures on display, because it does connect to turn around that corner as a kid yeah. and seeing that wall of Kenner figures hanging there. Yeah, so evolution. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd like to still... Still see that there. So if anyone out there knows uh, something different about this, please let us know in a, in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph's done a lot of research here. And the fact that you can't get a solo in the first wave is, uh, I'm going to flip my table over. Yeah. Can you imagine back in the day if Empire came out and <laughs> all the kids were like, sorry, uh, you can only get Han with the Falcon parents. So could yeah. you please shell out all the money for the Millennium Falcon? Mm. Parents would be just enraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've kind of talked already about the benefits of the big toy releases and pushes, but it definitely is something that is that is tradition, at least going back to the Phantom Menace. Now, I was too young to know if there was a midnight release for the Return of the Jedi figures. I don't recall that. <laughs> no. no. Um, but uh, times have changed, and we love creating events. Trust me, as someone who saw Black Friday go from a, we'll open up at 5 a.m. to 17 years later, we're open up on Thanksgiving morning for 48 straight hours. Crazy. I've seen the I've seen how the the need for events has kind of grown back to 98, 99. So to not have it even I felt for Last Jedi was a little less than even Force yeah. Awakens. Uh, there's benefits of it there. Do you think? Do you think that'll? Do you think they'll go back to that, Joseph? To the by nine, we'll have yeah. a bigger push. Oh, I midnight think so. Releases. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, yeah, mm. I, I, I think that episode nine is going to be huge because there's going to have been that break, right? That you know, good year mm, and a half yeah. for people to calm down, and it is the end, you know. And I think the big thing with toys that I'm hearing more people talk about is: Are the characters going to have new designs? If episode nine is like five years later, mm. and now you know Finn has a big scar down his face. And, you know, Poe is in his command outfit. That's also going to be different because it's like the brand new looks. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a part of The Last Jedi that some people yeah. are theorizing. of, like, Finn and Poe still look like Finn and Poe. And people already have those action figures. I, mm-hmm. I, I absolutely will, will say that was part of the problem. I didn't pick up a, a Poe in jacket because I, yeah, you know, it's all right. Yeah. You know, I have it. <laughs> and I don't think that's a fault of... of the movie you can't you're not going to design characters too much for toys despite what some might think of star yeah. wars but that's also what it's been like that since the beginning but that was part of the fun growing up it was like oh you you i think tell the story your best of the first glimpse you had of return of the jedi was black outfit Luke. yeah yeah it's a huge deal to me yeah and the gamorian guard what's that it's <laughs> yeah. strange pig monster like yeah and all of it the emperor's royal guards yeah like, there was so much new yeah you know yeah, yeah. So, uh, Jennifer, are you going to be in line midnight for uh, episode nine with your kid? I think <laughs> that things are going to change things because the problem with The Last Jedi that, that I saw, uh, I think it was a Has- person that worked at Hasbro was like, the problem with The Last Jedi toy release was that they released their stuff during Force Friday. And mm. so then as a result, the sales during Christmas kind of, or the holiday season was kind of not as as good because right. it had already been out there. The excitement after the movie hits, you know, you want to go buy those action figures. Well, kids had already had the action figures. And so I think that they're going to change things a little bit this time around for episode nine, where they're going to release some stuff for Force Friday. But I think that they're going to hold some stuff back until the holiday season. So that after you see episode nine, you can go out and get your, you know, Mm. special Finn 
with the new scar down his face action oh, figure. Yeah, I want special fin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but <laughs> I would love that. I was thinking about that uh, a while back during Last Jedi. That would be really cool if the, and I have no idea if this makes business sense, but I think it would be great if you knew that Friday morning on the film release, a bunch of new figures drop. Oh, oh yeah, can you imagine yeah. that? That'd be, cool that'd be just, amazing. I just saw the movie and now I'm going to go see if they have blah, blah, blah. That, yeah. to me, harkens back to what it felt like as a kid. Yeah. You know? If they go back to Jakku in episode nine, do you think Constable Zuvio will be a lead character? <laughs> They'll bring all those old action figures, just got to repackage them. It'd be great if the whole marketing was built around, like, <laughs> finally, you'll find the truth. And then <laughs> big shadow as a door opens, and it's just Constable Zuvio. Constable oh my gosh. Guys, as we start to close this conversation, let's turn to business, the business of the movie and the box office here. Uh, is you, you mentioned it, Joseph, uh, earlier. We're, we're in an age uh, now of uh, the blockbuster movie is year-round. Star Wars is in the middle of even Disney's own blockbuster release schedule, not to mention some of the other movies, Deadpool 2, uh, coming around that time uh, still, right? Yeah, I think. Um, So do you think there's anything, any thought, again, we're not in those boardrooms, but let's pretend we are, that Disney's not going full force, pun intended, due to perceived box office challenges in front of them? Do they just like, let's not, we don't need to put $200 million into marketing, we just put $100 million because we don't know where Solo's going to fall on the box office uh, charts. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean it's a it sounds dumb business wise mm-hmm. to say that we they want this movie to like make less money. Mm-hmm. But I think because our conversation has so become if um if the first movie doesn't do bigger or the second movie doesn't do bigger than the first movie, it's a failure. Right. That can become the conversation. And I feel like I want there to be Star Wars movies that make a hundred million the first weekend, which is a lot of money. Yeah. And yeah. that they're just a little bit quieter movies because they're just mm. the, I, I want the star wars stories to continue and i think you need to set up an expectation for that so you don't get hammered by critics saying right what solo only made 150 million and have everybody <laughs> immediately call it a failure that's insanity right mm-hmm. yeah that's again the sign of the times jennifer there yeah and i think that like from a business perspective you you don't need to spend a crazy amount on marketing because Star Wars fans already know what's happening mm-hmm. and more casual or even non-Star Wars fans are going to see it through Good Morning America and you know mm. when they're watching football with the commercials and Han Solo is such a recognizable character they don't have that same issue like with Rogue One where it's like wait what's this about when does this take place mm. it's freaking Han Solo and Chewbacca go see the film you know <laughs> it's like what more can they do could could you just made me think of something too could this this quote leaning on Chewbacca have less to do with Alden Ehrenreich as Solo in terms of performance, but in the sense of, hey, it's Solo, but we have this other guy playing him. You might not, a casual fan might be like, who's that? But you know Chewbacca. Yeah. So here's Chewie. Mm -hmm. Roll him on out. Make him front and center. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. My daughter loved the trailer. We watched it together. She's like, Chewie. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. Might be some of that there. We want Solo to succeed. We're all about positivity here at Fort Center, and I think it will. Even a number like Joseph says, 150, should be considered a success. But let us say that this movie hits the weird, hard-to-manage uh, what it actually is, success level. Yeah. <laughs> Which we don't... Nowadays, I don't know what that is. Is it Rotten Tomato scores? Is it audience yeah. scores? Is it Metacritic scores? Is it box office? Yeah. Is it second weekend? Let's say it hits all the marks there. Disney seems to have seems to be moving away from the standalone stories, despite an announced third one back in the day. It's not actually been official. We don't know if that Kenobi movie's happening anymore. Uh, we know they were working towards that. 
we got Dan and Dave making a series of movies. We got the TV show and the streaming service, and that's one of many projects. We got, I got Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Joseph, I'll start with you here because this is close to all of our hearts here, <laughs> but particularly you with Kenobi. Do we think if this is a success, Disney says, aha, Obi-Wan's coming? I really hope so. I hope that it has been in development because there have mm-hmm. been those rumors for a long time now yep. about a director being attached to have it in development. So I hope that they are just seeing, like, does this work? Because mm-hmm. I understand that it's e- going to be easier to ramp up and say, hey, here is a whole trilogy. So now we've introduced mm-hmm. you to this idea, and now there's just going to be more of them. And I wonder if they feel like they have to reinvent the wheel every time they're marketing a, a Star Wars story and they're questioning that. Mm-hmm. I really hope that Solo kills. And then they're like, hey, Obi-Wan movie in 2020 or 2021 at this point, if it gets pushed right. back. And I hope they just immediately greenlight a Lando movie. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, th- that that's not a far stretch no. of the imagination And I think all. Lando could bump Obi-Wan, which would be a bummer, but... A- it would make sense. Yeah, yeah, it would make sense, Jennifer. He's building off of his yeah. success. We want scars, more scars from Lando, right? Yes, we do. And I, I think you're absolutely right. I think if anything, we would hear if it if it does really, really well, we'll hear a Lando movie. Mm-hmm. I think that they'll they'll want to announce that quickly if that's the, the reception. Like, it's, oh my gosh, I want to see more of him. They're they're going to want to give that just like they did with Wonder Woman two and mm-hmm. with Black. I believe Black Panther, yeah. right? So I think that they would not want to miss that opportunity. And I'm sorry, Obi-Wan would probably, I don't know if it would get bumped, but they just would maybe save that announcement for mm-hmm. a, a later time. I'm more curious to know mm-hmm. when they would do this announcement because we don't have D23 this year, right? So then yeah. they would do it at, at Comic-Con? Iger-Con. Iger-Con. You're right. It really right. has come down to that of that's when things get announced. So it'll oh be on gosh. our random Tuesday. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. It's not yep. this big event like it used to be. I mean, it is you, still, you but... Know, it was yeah. funny. I, I recently started using this thing called the Stash app. It's a, it's an investing app. You can just... It turns investing into a video game. It's genius. <laughs> so I bought some Disney so stock. So you can lose money and then a teenager yes. makes fun of you? Yes. That's cool. exactly what it is. Wow. Uh, I bought some Disney stock. I'm going to see if I can try to get one of them calls. I'm going to attend... Oh, I, yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to get on IgerCon. <laughs> <laughs> How many stocks does it take to have Bob Iger <laughs> yeah. tell me what the next Star Wars movie is? Oh, my gosh. That's all I want. Uh, we got a Kenefsuck reporting from his uh, bedroom speaker phone yeah. from HikerCon. <laughs> I would love an event, though. Back in the day with, uh, with back in the day, I mean three or four years ago, uh, they did, had the event at El Capitan <laughs> to reveal, for Marvel, yes. to reveal yes. Civil War that Robert yeah. Downey Jr. signed up, to reveal the casting of Chadwick Boseman oh as Black gosh. Panther. Yeah. And it was an event all at once, on purpose. Well, could we just have a presentation at El Capitan on a random so right. Tuesday that's, you know, invite journalists and Here's yeah. Obi-Wan, here's Lando, here's a tease about Dan and Dave's movies, you know, right. just an event. Maybe we'll get that. Maybe we will. The final thought here, I know our answer is we want an Obi-Wan movie regardless, and, and I'm with you, Joseph, the, the the standalone format I've really taken to. I yeah. wasn't sure at first, but mm-hmm. Rogue One, despite, you know, being at times B-plus to me, uh, A-plus a at other times, yeah. uh, I'm like, no, I, this is a story that was important and needed to be told. I love it as a Star Wars fan. Solo, I'm on board for it as well. Do we think though? Do we think though? If things go wrong again, what goes? What constitutes wrong or right in terms of success of a film? It's hard to say these days. But if it goes wrong, if it's lambasted, if fans don't like it, it doesn't make money. Do we? Do we think Disney will pull off? Do we still want them to dig in their heels and go forth with 
anthology films. Like say, no, no, we're, this is going to work. Stick with us here. What do you, what do we, what, what will the landscape look like? Yeah. I want those stories told in my guess might be that they would move towards doing them on a lower budget for the Disney streaming service, mm-hmm. which we've uh, talked about before. Like if we ever going to get an Ahsoka movie with the live action, maybe it would just be, you know, yeah. either, maybe not even a movie, maybe it would be a movie movie, maybe to be a limited event series. I want to keep seeing these stories that are exploring different genres and exploring characters in sort of these quieter moments that aren't of such huge galactic right. importance. I want to keep hearing those stories. But I feel like if the criticism of Solo is, eh, it's just another well-known character trotted out. Like, we don't need to see Obi-Wan because, oh, they're just resting on all the things mm-hmm. we've seen before then I think our, our only hope is streaming. <laughs> streaming, you're my only hope. Mm-hmm. Streaming, Jennifer, streaming. Yeah, I mean, television streaming has become the the event mm-hmm. programming. It's re- kind of, in some ways, replaced movies. I mean, not for, obviously for us, we're, because we're big movie fans. But I, I think that that's probably where we're going to be going. I think that we'll continue to see the saga films, the big, you know, uh, the lore told on the big screen. And then for these more character stories, more character development type mm-hmm. pieces, we'll see those on the streaming. Made for TV movies, as you <laughs> we, I think we said. <laughs> that, used be, yeah. Yeah. that used to be such a horrible thing to say. Oh, it was. Now, was like, yeah. Made for Netflix. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, and I think I'm part of the, uh, we're all the same generation, but I'm, pa- I'm part of uh, the, the part of that generation that still is like, huh? No. What? <laughs> what Heidi? You're making no. Heidi? Like, what? Like, this is my memories of, you know, Lonesome Dove on Sunday Night Movies? Like, what are you doing here? No, no, no. So, yeah, we'll see where the business lies again. What is a success is going to be the interesting thing here. The marketing has definitely been a little different with Solo. Casual Solo, indeed. But final question here. A lot of toys. Lando, China. We got all of the stuff here. <laughs> mm. What is the one piece of Solo-related merchandise you want that is not yet created, Jennifer? Mm. What do I want? Well, probably just more clothing items. Uh, the you know the Mud Troopers jacket. Oh yeah, I want that. The Mud or the Range Trooper. Oh, maybe it's the Range the Trooper. White, the the white, white, right. the first. Yes, the Range Trooper. <laughs> Confuse the different classes. <laughs> no, it no, is. Thank you. It actually is confusing, but it is the Range Trooper. It is yeah. a Range Trooper with like that kind of Sherling. Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't want Sign it to be like up. Columbia prices. <laughs> like I want it yeah. to be more Forever Twenty One or Nordstrom prices. <laughs> I want some H&M Star Wars H&M. gear. Yeah, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah, I want Hot Topic to carry capes. Yeah. yeah. All, all different styles. Think Geek is, actually. They do? They have, Think Geek is now releasing a oh. Lando cape. All right, well, yeah. okay. Then put wow. that on my wish list yeah. as we speak. <laughs> the one thing I want is that damn floating cocktail robot. Oh. Yeah. I want a drone... Ah. <laughs> that pours martinis. It would not work in real life, probably. I'm mm-hmm. sure your second answer is a VAT weirdo alarm clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would take VAT weirdo anything, but alarm clock would be great. I'm telling you, you, Joseph, have created something <laughs> that is troubling because... Even I was on, on, on my Twitch stream of the night. People refer to him as VAT weirdo, who nice. are who are Force Center fans. Yeah. Um, I mean, I if if that character's name is revealed as something else, which it will be, you're, you're going to have a lot of disappointed people. Yeah, I mean, as Therm Scissor Punch opened the door to Vat Weirdo not being that far out there as a name. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the thing I want, there's a lot of things. I want my own Lando scarf. I want all that mm. kind of oh, stuff yeah. there. That yeah. would be good. I want, you know, the speeder that Han has. Ooh. Yes. And I want an actual car version of that. Because <laughs> you can't make a Falcon. You can maybe make a motorcycle that's a speeder bike, but that thing yeah. is built for... And if you think, you know, you got those people who are spending like $300 on the Han jacket or something from some of yeah. the other lines, 
I'd buy a Han speeder car. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sensible sedan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that. Regardless of uh, the level of the marketing, Solo is coming out late May or the 15th. If you happen to be attending the Con Film Festival, we'll check in. I'm sure more toys are on the way. When we get our grubby hands on them, we'll share our joy with you guys, the audience. Speaking of the audience, you always have great questions. And Joseph, today is no exception. That is right. We got two from Facebook and Twitter, and we got two from our Patreon stream, as always. First up, Jacob Hobbs on Facebook says, In Empire Strikes Back, Han tells Lando regarding the Falcon, I want her from you fair and square. If in the solo film we find out Han actually cheated to win the Falcon, how would you feel about that? Hmm. Jennifer? You know, I don't, I think it's like the the Han shot first thing (laughs) with George, why he changed that. I think that it it kind of makes sense. He's a scoundrel. Yeah, you could mm-hmm. see him cheating, but I do think it would take away from from his character of being this the hero. If he cheated, if, if he, he cheated, cheated. if he yeah. cheated to build that relationship with the Falcon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Kind of winter fair and square. I, I think that's a great answer, Jennifer, in terms of his character. Right? It was like when when Santa Staros popped up as Santa Solo. We all were like, "Well, wait a minute. He didn't. We don't want him to have cheated on his wife. Yes, with Leia or fall, fell for Leia while he's married." And I think that's kind of what you're saying here. I think, though, it could be this idea. If it happens that it's a little bit of a fudging, a little bit of, like, uh, he, he snuck a card in Chewie's fur, mm. I think <laughs> I think the relationship between them, it might be not be so much of a, a cheating, like, at a, like a for real life, like, get you kicked out of Vegas cheating. Maybe there's just some kind of advantage he had over Lando, and Lando considers it cheating. Hans knows it not, knows he didn't play... Fair and square, but it didn't cheat. You know, there's some yeah. kind of inside joke for them. I, I, I could be fine with that, but I think mm. overall I agree with what Jennifer's yeah. saying. I'm totally in inside joke territory. Like, yes. I would be fine if it was, like, a technicality of, like, some if therm scissor punch, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> pipes up at the table and goes, well, technically, the, you know, the Sabak rule 87 says. And they, right. If Is I, that called therm-splaining? Therm-splaining, <laughs> yeah. If there's some therm-splaining, I think it'd be great, especially with what we've seen of Han, if he bumbles into it. So mm. there's that anger from Lando of, like, I'm savvy, I'm smart, and he just happened to get those cards or made this really dumb choice that statistically should not work out, uh, and it yeah. did. There you go. I think that's that would it. be awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Uh, next up, we got from Stargirl91. You can find her on Twitter. is at star underscore girl 91. Do you think Star Wars is done with making reveals about family members? Examples, Luke and Leia are siblings. Darth Vader is their father. Or do you think in future movies there will be more? Mm. Ken, do you think we got a lot more? What? You're my father. Ooh. What? You're my cousin. Yeah. I, this is, this is why I, one of the reasons I really do like Ray is nobody and I hope she stays nobody because it was a change. I was expecting and in some ways excited for the idea of her being a Kenobi or Palpatine. And then when the answer was revealed, I was like, this is different, new, and it says something about this character, just like Luke needed for an obstacle for Vader to be his father. Ray needed this as an obstacle. I told, I'm totally on board with that. So a reveal, if it's not the main saga, I could be okay with it. Yeah. I know there's been talks of, I just saw it pop up this weekend, and it's a fair question. Well, what if Kira's Han's sister? You know, we don't know that. Mm. We don't know that. <laughs> you know, we don't know it. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I guess you, if you, you can have a different af- accent if you're raised in a different part of the galaxy. Yeah. But... And yes. It is a Star Wars tradition, but it doesn't necessarily need to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like it was such a plot point, like George drawing from sort of myth 
Yeah. That, uh, and not just Joseph Campbell myth, but actual myth that is a lot about. It's very important who Zeus's, you know, right. third cousin is. Um, so I think unless a story really necessitates it, unless Ryan Johnson, like in his new trilogy, decides family is one of the major themes, so this mystery of who am I is important. Yeah. Then we'll see it again. What do you think, Jennifer? I think that family will always be important to all stories because there's so much great conflict and, <laughs> and drama that comes with re, you know family family situations, familial situations. Maybe Dan and Dave, they've done such a great job with Game of Thrones revealing all these family reveals. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll carry on that tradition. I don't think we're going to see it in episode nine. I hope we don't see it in episode nine. Because yeah. I like Ray as a nobody. Yeah. It would be fun if Poe just randomly introduced his sister. That'd be it fun. Had, it had no weight or anything. Like, by the way, this is my sister. Is my sister. Oh, um, yeah, you guys know about Kia Dameron? Yeah. <laughs> uh, great question, though. It, yeah. Really uh, fun and thoughtful about how much that is a, such a big deal of the, the original trilogy. Right. Uh, next up on Patreon, we have from our patron, Michael Jensen. Something I've always wondered is why do dark side users refer to themselves before the dark sides as other people? For example, Kylo tells Han that his son is dead in The Force Awakens. When becoming dark side, does that take over or are they sort of reborn in a sense? Mm. It's a great observation, Michael. I think it is a true being reborn in their eyes. You yeah. know what I mean? This is this is very and even in the people around them. That's Obi-Wan's story is is you know yeah yeah uh, Anakin got killed yeah oh there yeah he's still alive oh I didn't tell you that part yeah but it, he's so different yeah yeah that you fully give yourself over to the dark side that you do certainly become a new person and then this kind of ceremonial Jennifer naming uh I'm now Kylo Ren you're Ben nope Kylo that guy's dead mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's a powerful thing yeah, and I, it reminds me of when people convert to uh, certain religions, you know, mm-hmm. where it is this rebirth, where they are, they are, that identity is no longer a part of them. They are this new identity. Um, so it is a very ceremonial thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's fascinating. I, I think that it's interesting that we don't really have that with Maul, because mm-hmm. Maul was always a child of the, of the dark side. Yeah, Pete mm-hmm. Maul. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was not, yeah, yeah, he wasn't like, <laughs> I'm Dan Smith, but I reject that now. I'm Darth Maul. <laughs> The same thing with Asajj Ventress. That's, yeah. to, to my knowledge, she's always been an Asajj Ventress. So I think it's a fascinating thing that we see in characters who have been turned from the light mm-hmm. that they want to claim to have killed and destroyed this weak version of themselves. Right. And I think in a lot of our storytelling, it's interesting that it's more and more becoming uh, clear that it's, all, it's from a certain point of view, Yeah, but not always entirely true. What? Like, clearly Kylo has not succeeded in killing <laughs> Ben. Solo, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, no, that that that's absolutely right too. And and it, clearly with Anakin, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're, you're still there. Yeah, no, that's an excellent, excellent point, Joseph. Because it's like they feel, and we're all here going, "Oh no, no, <laughs> you're, you're still Ben." Yeah, no, I'm Kylo. I think <laughs> it, not to underplay. I, I love the the depth in the the truth of in the power of Star Wars, but I think it is a little for like Vader and Kylo Ren in particular. I think it is a little bit like they went back to high school for their junior year and they're goth now. Yeah. That's and they exactly want it. you to, to call them a new name because they have this new perspective. Yeah. Like, I think there is a little bit element of that of like I'm going to change who I am. Yeah. And my old self is dead. Don't I, you dare. Which is why I love the moment where Snoke himself says, you know, get, take that ridiculous mask off. Yeah. Take oh, it off because, God. you know, you and, and, and it hurts Kylo. Yeah. And I don't think he meant for Kylo to take it off permanently. I just thought he was in that moment. And Kylo's like, mm, it's not working. And he gets mad <laughs> at it there. And then you look at like Count Dooku. Um, I, I think he he keeps his identity because he needs to. Yeah. Because he needs to be this Count 
uh, who was a former Jedi, and then he's, you know, Darth Tyrannus on the side. Yeah, but in his heart, you know? he's Darth Tyrannus. He just yeah. doesn't ever feel yeah. the need. I he, think he's a little bit older to say, like, Obi-Wan, <laughs> yeah. you must call me Darth Tyrannus. Yeah, yeah. Count Dooku is rich and dead, but I kept yeah. his money because it's practical. But, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, great observation. Great question, Mike. Absolutely. And our final question uh, from our patron, Alex Lloyd. Alex says, when little Annie started to learn how babies are made, he must have had questions for Shmi about where he came from and who was his father. What possible fun false fathers do you think Shmi could have given to Anakin? Or how do you think she would have handled this weird conversation? Uh, Alex also uh, offered uh, some possible need from some Star Wars counseling about why we never hear that. Uh, we never hear Anakin just casually bring up, like, you don't have no father. Yes. Uh, which, uh, Alex, I will try to take that up on Star Wars counseling. Uh, thank you for giving those two suggestions at once. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this conversation. Jennifer, you are uh, our resident mother. Yeah. <laughs> How would, can you imagine, uh, does Shmi talk to Anakin about this? This is an interesting question, because if he's never had a father around, would he even, I mean, obviously he might know about fathers from his friends or, uh, or other children, but maybe he just accepts that he does not have a father, so he doesn't even really question it too much. Maybe she's just kind of like, I, I'm... I met someone and, mm -hmm. and they're just not a part of our lives anymore. She just doesn't go down that road. And since he doesn't have any memory of a father, it's not like, like Ray where she's searching for her parents because she remembers that yeah. he literally has no memory. Right. So it makes it a little bit easier on Shmi. He's not going to have those burning questions. Yeah. yeah. I, I, at the point of a Phantom Menace, I can believe that she almost didn't address it at all. Yeah. Just, uh, your, your father's uh, dead in a pauper's grave. You know, that's a new star Wars uh, thing we have. Um, <laughs> But I do, it does beg the question. Later on, don't you think Palpatine would have pulled him aside and been like, eh, you know about your father? Right. <laughs> well, let me tell you about your father. It's the Force. <laughs> like, there has uh, yeah. to be at some point that maybe he dealt with it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, yeah, he had to be thinking about that a decent amount. I feel like he, what we see of him in Phantom Menace, he is so fascinated by by weird things, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like the angels that the deep space pilots tell him about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that he, he's, his his mind seems to be open to wonder. Mm. Yeah. And you have to wonder also, do, like, does, does Kitso... Kitster, rather, not Kitsto. That was a weird portmanteau of Kit Fisto. <laughs> Kit Fisto, right. Uh, does Kitster have two parents? I mean, it right. feels like there's probably a lot oh. of, uh, you know, unusual setups in this community yeah. on right. Tatooine. Uh, I do also like the idea of him asking Watto. <laughs> That's my favorite to think oh about. Oh, my gosh. So I heard Kister talking about uh, having two parents. Uh, who, who's my father, Watto? He's <laughs> 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 some guy. Just, uh, some what guy. are you uh, asking so many questions? When <laughs> uh, oh, a Terran and another Terran love one another very much. Uh, <laughs> I think Shmi just your dad went to Moss Eisley. He'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting a pack of weird space vape pens. He'll be back. Yeah, so that is it for the questions. A lot of great ones, as always. We, uh, we put out a call for more Patreon questions. We'll be getting to more of them in the coming weeks. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex, Michael, Stargirl91, and Jacob for your questions. If you have a question, like Joseph said, if you're a Patreon member, we always take two from there. Uh, more on Patreon in a sec. Well, you can go to Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use hashtag Force Center. Our Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Website, that's right, ForceCenterPod.Podomatic.net. You can also link from there real easily to our YouTube page where our databank brawl episodes are going up. And who knows what else will start appearing on that YouTube page. Maybe <laughs> we've been thinking 
thinking about it and working on it there. And, of course, Joseph Patreon, where we got some new goals that we're highlighting. That's right. We are floating right around the goal for new music for Star Wars counseling. And right after that, we have a new goal to unlock commentaries for all of the movies. Absolutely available in a lot of spots like Podomatic, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and JenniferTPublic.com slash user slash four centers where you can get some wonderful new shirts, including Happy Beeps. That's right. I have my Happy Beeps shirt. I have a tank top as well. And then, of course, I have stickers. I have the Emotional Porg sticker. <laughs> emotional Support Porg sticker. Yeah. Absolutely. Look uh, look up there. Uh, look on that location for our T-shirts there. Yeah. And we are wrapping up, Joseph. Yeah. I wanted to say about the tea public in particular that yeah. uh, I, it, we, it's so nice that people support us. And sometimes they send us photos. But I want to encourage people to send us photos, especially as some of the solo events, the casual solo events are coming up and the premieres are coming up. If you're wearing your Four Center merch out and about, share them with us. We'd love to rebroadcast them on old social media. Absolutely. That'd be a great thing there. Jennifer, you got a lot of things cooking. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Jennifer Landa. My YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa, where soon I will be making a Death Star waffle. <gasps> I hope. <laughs> I hope. I like are you that. afraid that some rebels are going to shoot it down? I don't, I've never made a waffle in my life, oh. except for the ego kind. So yeah. This yeah. is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm in the same boat there. Joseph? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can see uh, some of my pictures of me playing Battlefront 2, having Lando just stare out at that horizon on Bespin. Uh, and you can find all of my other business on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. Got a show coming up in Los Angeles called Game Night. That's on April 26th. My podcast, Obsessed, and, of course, my comedy albums, including the Star Wars 1 Rebel Scum, all on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. Absolutely. You can find me at Catnapsock across all social media platforms, including Twitch, where I will pew-pew my way through an Ewok hunt very soon. That is it for now. So for Solo, for Kira, his sister, clearly, or maybe she's in Fist Nest, we'll see you all next time on The Big Show, The Main Show. This has been Force. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.